Are you sheltering in place, isolated, feeling alone? <coughs> well, then you're just like us. Hit me. From Studio P in Sausalito, the home of the quarantined hit, it's time for... Suckatash. Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package featuring snippets from comedy... Soundcasts. And now, here's your host for this episode, Mark Hershaw. Mark Hershaw. Hello, and welcome to Suckatash Shut-In, the Soundcast stimulus package, episode 239. I'm your every other weekly host, Mark Hershaw. And the chief purpose of this show, right after our prime directive of entertaining you, is to support and promote comedy soundcasts, also known as podcasts, up, down, and across the internet. We started almost 10 years ago in April of 2011 with the idea of spreading the word about soundcasts in general, which were having a little trouble gaining traction, and comedy soundcasts specifically because, well, we love comedy, and comedians, and the idea of being part of this exciting medium. Fast forward nine years, and here came the coronavirus, and with it the various shutdowns and shelter-in-place orders. Suddenly, great gobs of people were no longer commuting to work, or working out in gyms, or doing any number of activities that soundcasting had been keeping them company doing. And even though there are more soundcasts now than ever before, the listenership began to drop off a bit. So we decided to kick Suckatash into high gear. Tyson Saner, who had stepped in for me as the regular host a few years ago, and I decided to start pumping out our show on a weekly basis for the first time since Succotash started. And we've been at that for nearly a solid year now. In fact, if you missed last week's Epi 238 entitled Clippins and Andy Dick, Tyson featured clips from a trio of soundcasts including the Jock Doc podcast, Battle of the Bald, and Trashy Trashy. In addition, he had a quick chat with comedian, actor, and professional gadabout Andy Dick. You can still hear the show via Apple and Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, the Laughable app, iHeartRadio, YouTube, or even at our home site, SuckatashShow.com. Imagine that. You can hear our podcast on our own website. This week, it's my turn back in the barrel, and I thought it might be fun to go a bit niche For many years, many, many years, actually, I've been an inveterate player of Dungeons & Dragons, a popular version of what's known more broadly as a tabletop role-playing game. Since the early 1970s, players have gotten together around a table, created various versions of fantasy fiction characters like knights, wizards, and thieves, and played them in a variety of adventures, all overseen by a kind of referee or dungeon master, if you will. The DM, as they're known colloquially, basically runs the world in which the characters live and establishes the adventures these folks pursue in hopes of gaining treasure, defeating monsters, rescuing maidens, etc., etc. During the past year, a lot of gaming groups, including mine, have had to adapt to the pandemic restrictions just like everyone else. And and through online resources like Zoom, Skype, D&D Beyond, and Roll20.net, they've kept right on adventuring. There's a number of soundcasts dedicated to role-playing, not just Dungeons & Dragons, and they've been able to muddle through, some using programs and websites like I just mentioned, and some have actually created socially distanced and safe studio space in order to keep playing in person. I wanted to give you a taste of what this somewhat different soundcast experience is like, so I went questing for a quartet of clips from The Adventure Zone, All D20, Critical Role, and Nerd Poker. This episode is brought to you by longtime sponsor Henderson's Pants and their all-new Scavenger Slacks. All right, are you ready? 
Adventure awaits. One of my favorite shows in the RPG genre is Nerd Poker, featuring a bunch of comedians and writers. The ringmaster is Brian Pusain, and the regular crew of campaigners includes Blaine Capatch, Sarah Gazzardo, Ken Daly, Chris Tallman, and Dungeon Master Dan Telfer. We last featured these guys back in 2017 on Epi 153, and if I had my druthers, I would play with this group of lunatics. With so many jokers around the table, or the Zoom gallery, as the case may be, the adventures tend to move along fairly slowly because these guys are always breaking each other up. In this clip, it takes almost five minutes for Brian to get around to having his character, a monk named Donnie, get around to swinging his sword on the enemy. If he's not facing me, I'd love to hack at his Achilles tendons like I'm the little kid in uh, <laughs> Pet Cemetery. I, I, you can go ahead and uh, give it a whirl for sure. Sure, that's what I do. Roll that attack, please. No fear. Not high enough. Okay. Well, what was it? Um, well, let's see. I only get... I get a plus five. This guy's this guy's a real mean asshole. Well, but I got a plus AC, eight. His it, it's 15. Is, oh, that's a hit. That's why... Oh, I, it is. Well, I just Yeah, this guy... Think. This guy's got an armor class of 14. Um, he does have a lot of hit points and can do a lot of damage, but he's got an armor class of 14. Cool. Uh, well, I short sword him. And then now... Uh, 6 plus 3. 4 plus 3 is 7. Cool. Piercing damage. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, what? 4 and 3 is 7? What? What? Blaine... Seven is the highest number. I, I mean, I, I... Everything I know is wrong. There's no number higher than seven. Mm. Okay. Tell it to my bowling instructor. So you slash at his Achilles tendon and the, this weird smoke just sort of like whips around as you stab at it. It's, it's difficult to do it uh, as, as much damage as you'd like to this guy as you kind of cut into him. Um... Would you like to do an attack with your bonus action, sir? Yeah, I would. Cool. Tell me about it. Um, if it's unarmed strike, am I still am I just punching at the wound? Is that what am I doing? If it's yeah, you are punching. Um, he doesn't really have a wound that you'll get any kind of advantage on if you uh, punch. But well, where I just stabbed, if I if I punched at what I stabbed? You can punch at what you stabbed. Okay. It looks like stabbing, slashing isn't doing a ton of damage to this guy, so it's not like he's got like a weeping wound where you stabbed him. Shit, what could I do that would be better? What about eight, Brian? Eight's more than seven. I forgot about eight. Blaine's right. Eight is the highest number. Eight is. That's it. The rest of you shut the fuck up. <laughs> what? Well, Brian, I don't remember um, how the sketch went. Brian, one thing you can do uh, is you've got uh, a thing called patient defense. You can spend a key point so uh, you can take the dodge action as a bonus action on your next turn. Oh, Okay. Then I will do that because cool. he's gonna he's gonna hack at me. I like it. Okay. Uh, and then 
The dodge action is that where you get out of dodge. <laughs> I've never heard that voice before. That was cool. Oh. Who was that? <laughs> like a cool new Blaine voice. Cool? I don't think that person yeah. was cool at all. I think yeah, that Blaine was Ken. Blaine is cool for doing it. Wasn't <clears throat> it, Blaine? I was just trying to keep my mouth small. It wasn't Ken, see? <laughs> There's my nothing cooler mouth. than keeping your mouth small. Oh, Very keep cool. your mouth small. I do something. I'm just tapped in here. Is that what the yeah, splicer is? Yeah, right, patient defense. Great. So, Brian, on your on your next turn, you can use dodge as a bonus action, which means you can do an attack. Uh, but then, if he attacks you, uh, y- he's going to roll with uh, disadvantage. Uh, you've actually got this aura on you, so it's going to cancel it out, and it just means he no longer has advantage on you if you if you dodge him because you're using patient defense. Nerd Poker is in its fourth season now, and as I said, things can take a little time. In season three, it took the crew three episodes just to scale the side of a wooden ship. Help them out by visiting their patreon.com slash nerdpoker page, where you can get bonus episodes or just listen to their regular weekly drop wherever fine soundcasts are streamed and or downloaded. The all D20 soundcast is one I just started listening to, and while they're a little bit more into their characters than the nerd poker folks, they still can't help collapsing into cascades of laughter once in a while. It's the nature of the game, as you know if you've had a chance to play. They're a D&D group in Las Vegas, but they play in a homebrew world called Avlonia. I can't find a listing for the cast, but they do introduce themselves and the characters they play at the top of every episode, and they are having a ball. In this clip, the characters have been on trial, and judgment is just now being passed on them. Should we let them speak? Do you think they're worthy enough to speak? Hold the thunder. Leave it there. You, little one, with the dagger that returns. That's a nice trick. What say you? Do you have any honor or glory? Should we let you live? Yes. <laughs> and she passes up a mushroom and offers it. Here, this is really yummy. We can be friends. There's no need to fight. There's certain one thinks that we want not meat. We don't eat vegetables. We eat meat. It's delicious. What about you? Winged coward that tried to escape last time. Oh, yes, yeah, send us on. Let us fight more. Ah, does your blood boil with honor? Does your blood boil with fury? Do you feel the power of Booga running through your veins? Well, I do. And if I may proposition something, I swear on my life I won't try and fly away if you remove this weight. You swear on your life. I swear on my life. You, Tin Thing, Abomination, Booga has spoken about your kind. You should have been left in the wilds where you came from. Yet here you are, the Abomination gracing our presence. Only alive by Booga's will, his lightning coursing through your veins. What say you? Do you have any honor or glory in that tin duck can? I am full of honor and glory, and my internal temperature is quite high. 
for glory. Adieu. Steak. <laughs> Rare. I thought you'd be better with your horns, but I've been disappointed. However, the house bull says that you are amazing, and they cheer on your honor. And you watch the people with the bull flag start... <laughs> what say you? I have plenty of honor. Honor of plenty. Courage. And I rather enjoyed this. Felt good to get some, <laughs> some aggression out. Not surprising that bulls have a hard time speaking. Must be rare for your kind. <laughs> Normally you're on four legs instead of two. Y yes, I'm a minotaur. <laughs> I don't know what kind of bull that is, but whatever. Crowd, what say you? Live or die? And then all of the orcs get really quiet, and then there's a murmuring. And then you watch as the champion of the bull stand up, puts its fist out, sticks out its thumb, and starts to turn down a little bit, and then immediately flips up. Looks like the bull is going on to the next round. What about the rest? Any of you champions? Have an interest? He watches the eagle stands up, puts his fist out, stares at Miles, takes the thumb out, starts leaning the thumb down, then smiles wickedly and the thumb pops up. Looks like we have two. Two have been chosen to fight, but two remain. Anyone for the tin? Silence. No one stands up. What about the little one? Camly gives her best puppy dog eyes at the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> you watch as the teardrop blood banner stands up, takes his hand on the side, and then thumb goes up. Oh, thank you! Ah, so there's only one. Let's see if Booga will let you live. Touch the statue. I reach out and touch it. You guys watch as the lightning that surrounds this enclosure turns into one central point and then shoots into the statue. And then bolts and bolts and bolts of lightning start shooting through nine. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw for me. Oh, is he going to become a free agent? <laughs> Natural one. Natural one. <laughs> one. Oh no! So you guys, you guys. <laughs> That's a taste of all D twenty, and you can grab their entire adventure on their home site, alldtwenty.com, or at any of the usual web distribution points. Time now for this important message. Hello, friends. Bill Haywatt here with some awesome news from the good folk at Henderson's Pants. They are finally all aboard the recycling bandwagon. That's right. You know, it took a while, but all of your cards, letters, and court injunctions finally caught the attention of old man Henderson, and he's vowed to give up his resource-gobbling habit the same way he puts on his new 
Henderson Scavenger Slacks, one leg at a time. The material for these new dress pants is as varied as there are days in a year. That's because Henderson's dumpster diving legions are out there right now, rag-picking every scrap of discarded cloth they can find, whether it's denim, corduroys, burlap, hemp, cotton, twill, or even in some cases, aluminum foil. They're popping it into their collection sacks and scurrying back to Henderson's main factory in Lenexa, Kansas. Once their Henderson's Pantsketeers work their magic and combine all that cloth into pairs and pairs of trousery wonder. Uh, I'm sorry, Pairs and Pairs of Trouser Wondery. That's better. Originally designed for middle-aged court jesters, professional golfers, and your Uncle Ned. Henderson scavenger slacks are going to be all the rage if the company can ever afford to once again gas up their fleet of delivery trucks. That's Henderson's makers of buckled swashes and jerkin' gherkins since 1347. And now back to Suckatash. I gotta tell you, I'm just scratching the surface of the role-playing genre of soundcast with this episode. Hard to do it all justice with just four clips. And there are tons more games than just D&D. But there's no way I can talk about this type of show without spinning a few minutes of Critical Role, a show that has a huge following, and rightfully so. The entire crew from the DM through all of the players are, as they say at the top of each episode, a bunch of nerdy-ass voice actors. And they get to strut their stuff every week for between three and four, sometimes even five hours of gameplay. Matthew Mercer is highly regarded for his skills as a dungeon master because of his storytelling and world-building abilities, as well as his characterizations. You see, one of the jobs of the DM is to portray all of the various characters that the players' characters meet during the course of their adventures. And the cast is wonderful. Marisha Ray, Laura Bailey, Liam O'Brien, Sam Regal, Travis Willingham, Ashley Johnson, and Taliesin Jaffe round out the current campaign. I picked a clip from a recent episode where the adventurers, who go by the name the Mighty Nine, are in the midst of fighting an ancient white dragon. I'm going Monkshit? to uh, run. Uh, I'm going to run in the direction of the dragon. Okay. And uh, I assume I am nowhere near sixty feet away. You're right on the cusp. You can try something. What do you want to try? Um, fuck! If I try it and I fail, it's we're fucked. Is the problem? Wow. Um, I'm right on the cusp of sixty feet from from Bo. Feel free to hold. Uh, from the dragon. Bo's a little further. Bo's. Oh, then I'm going to fucking hold until I feel comfortable with the distance between me and Bo. Okay. Well, what are you holding? I'm going to hold heal. Okay. You got it. Thank you. All right. That finishes Caduceus's turn. Cree is going to go ahead and kind of take a few steps back towards the others, but also is keeping an eye over there on the circumstances, kind of like you see keeping almost a bridge between the two groups. Um, that finishes Cree's turn. Caleb. Uh, I'm going to just start bolting towards uh, Beauregard. I'll use all of my movement in a diagonal line straight towards Skeladon. Okay. And as I do, I will rip the catmint out of my pouch, and I will throw my hand in a hucking motion, and a spectral frumpkin goes spinning in an arc towards Galadon, 120 feet, and turns into a giant cat claw on the way, and I would like to grapple Beauregard off of the dragon. Okay, go ahead and make an attack on that. A grasping hand, grasp a huge or small creature within five feet of it, 
If the target, uh, that's if she's an enemy, though, right? If she goes well, with it, target. She, if she goes with it, but that's uh, that's a question for her. Okay. Do you well, go with it, or do you fight to stay? Do you want to be pulled off the dragon? I don't uh, know what's happening, but yes. You just see this giant cat claw coming I towards you. Plans to jump on my turn. Very good. You tell me what you want to do. I'm trying to. I'm going to try to envelop try you in a hand. Try it. Well, it's up to you if it's a roll or not. Are you allowing it to happen, or are you fighting it? I'll allow it, yeah. Okay, so without issue, the, the, the cat's claw sh- reaches up, wraps around uh, Beauregard, and pulls. When it pulls, you hear this like snapping sound. The blood that is pouring down Gelidon's neck, which right now is mostly Beauregard's, has frozen to Beauregard's hand and arm, and was what was keeping her aloft. So as the, as the cat's claw pulls, she pulls off, and like the actual ice breaks off of your hand. Your blood is now left behind this print of frozen dark crimson on the side of his throat. But you are currently held by the claw. Okay. And that's it. That's the end of my that's turn. That's your turn. Can't start pulling her back? or uh, no, I, I don't think so. I think on my next turn, I get 60 yeah, yeah. feet of movement on it. Exactly. That brings us to Veth. Yashua's after that. Of the hand. I will the hand. say to Otis in Halfling... Come, help save my friend. And I will run uh, 30 feet and then 60 feet. I think that brings me within range, and I will fire a crossbow bolt. 60 feet. So, okay, so, yeah, so you, you dash over there. Uh, what, what's your range on your crossbow? Uh, it's, uh, it's 30 slash 120, but I have some feet that makes it long range, not in sharpshooter, right? Uh, yeah. So, yeah, so you can go ahead and take the shot. Um, Ooh, three. Goes wide. Damn it. The open air. Too much blue. It, it, and the chaos with, with Beauregard. He just shoot angrily and... Nothing. Okay. I look to see if Bo- Otis is following. Make a persuasion check. Persuasion check. Uh, 16 plus three? When did I get plus three on persuasion? I, I, I hate to say this, but that's a that's a skill roll, isn't it? But I'm not. He doesn't have a. He doesn't have. Uh, yes, never mind. Uh, yeah, nineteen. <gasps> okay. Oh, I'm wrong. Otis seems to be paying attention. <gasps> oh. <laughs> it's not Otis's Maybe turn, but Otis is definitely looking sure. at you, like you know, cloak over, like. <sighs> okay. Okay. All right. That finishes your turn, Yasha. You're up. Okay. So, um, can I see Skin Gorger anywhere? You would have to go search it as lost in a powdered snow in a distance. You, you, that would be like an after combat search. Okay. It'll take you a while to refine it. Um, okay. Well then. I'll just start running. Um, and because I don't think I was hit on this round. There you go, that's 50 feet I will, there. I will rage. Yeah. Okay, bonus action rage. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> I can't do anything. <laughs> I can't do anything. The Ashley Johnson story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want that to be my flying, story. Flying enemies. Flying enemies flying are the enemies. bane of melee classes. Ah, I know. I'm just wondering if... Oh, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay, I have a large lance. <laughs> yes! Okay, so... 
I'm gonna, just going to try to chuck it. <laughs> and Alrighty. reckless. Oh, I forgot about this lance here. D&D. <laughs> <laughs> <D&D. laughs> <laughs> All right. This eight-foot barbed lance on my back. <laughs> what is this? This has been in my inventory the whole time? <laughs> I was under those herbs. <laughs> I have a whole set of silverware, apparently, that I carry around with me wherever I go. Like, yeah, Is it a lance or a javelin? Ages ago, like four sets of silverware. It says large lance. Would that not... If that doesn't um, work, I have another idea. No, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, so you're doing reckless? We're doing reckless. So that'll make it a straight roll, as opposed to the disadvantage it would be. Okay. Yeah, Yaja! Why not? Why not? Why not? We're at 20 or yeah, 1 at yeah. this point. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a 20? It's a 17. Okay. Plus anything? Plus, uh, no, whatever your attack bonus is. Oh, my attack bonus? Oh, yeah, you still get your attack bonus. bonus which is my, my... Strength modifier. Yeah. Strength modifier. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Okay, okay yeah, 21. you hit. Yeah, it's higher than that, you hit. Okay. So go ahead and roll damage for the lance. As you chuck it, as you run, and just chuck it. You see it kind of like bending in the air as it goes, <laughs> wobbling. I prevented the nerd. So yeah. <laughs> um, um, what do I roll for for Lance? Oh, for, that's right, because you don't have the Lance. Dude. Roll for Lance. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll. Oh, I think if I saw it earlier, it was a D12, but I'll double check that. D12, Robert. <laughs> yeah. D12. D12. Wow, okay. Lance is I'll say I'll, I'll say do not add your strength modifier to it, just your rage damage, just because you're not it Yeah. It's this is a little bit of a weird circumstance where lances aren't necessarily meant to be thrown, but I'm allowing it and I'm just <laughs> shifting that. So just roll the D12 and then add your rage damage. Okay. Uh um how do you want it? I love sure. That would be 7. 7. Worth it! Damn. Awesome. So the nice s- sticks into its chest, and you see it now. It gets a good like two, three feet in, and it's now just sticking out. And the dragon. <laughs> All right. Does that finish your turn? Do I get like a second hit? <laughs> with what? With my other. With my. With the Olympic moment. Hold on. I have those fire grenades. Can I try to just? I will. Nah. Next round, Next round, though. No, good call. I, I, I appreciate the negotiation. While the party is tearing it up in battle, the DM lets them dig into their acting chops, and there are frequently long scenes that get pretty dramatic between various combinations of the main characters. And you can actually watch Critical Role play the game because the show originates on their Twitch channel every Thursday, then replays as a soundcast the following week. You can also watch the, uh, the video replay on YouTube. So there's lots of ways to get critical role. The last show I'm clipping in this genre for this episode has ventured away from strictly playing Dungeons and Dragons, but it's manned by soundcast favorites, the McElroys. Their list of shows is crazy, including My Brother, My Brother and Me, Sawbones, Bunker Buddies, Schmanners, The Besties, Can I Pet Your Dog, and a ton of other shows. They're hosted by one or more of the McElroy brothers, their wives, and even their dad, Clint, who is a key part of the Adventure Zone, along with brothers Travis, Justin, and Griffin, who serves as the DM for their games. I haven't been following regularly, so I'm not sure how they ended up where they are today, but it seems to be some kind of school? And in this clip, the crew is bent on wreaking havoc in the name of justice or something. 
and uh, Fearbug and Argo, you are entering the atrium. Do you have any kind of special thing planned, or are you just like going to post up in the lobby again? What would, let's table talk for a second. What's our goal? It's been a little bit since we've uh, done this. What's our goal today? This is, this is the heist, right? This is the heist. We're doing yeah. the damn thing. We're getting right. down through okay. the three levels of records into the archives and then destroying the records there. Okay, so are we operating... I was wondering about this. Are we kind of operating as if we have a plan, but we're not revealing it to the listener in advance? Well, thank you for bringing it up, Dad. So here's my idea that I had is... Because um, there will be things that will surprise you and, frankly, me and the listeners, much like we did with you uh, swapping the badge out with Bailey Kern, if there comes a moment where you can justify, like, we planned for something like this, um, I will have you roll to see if you planned for something like that. Um, and, but mostly, if there's a plan, you should probably say it out loud. Okay, Griffin, what is your plan? Um, I just planted a sort of a chaff bomb there, my little uh, whatever it was called. Birthday your party boomer. Box. Yeah, birthday boomer. I birthday have it set up essentially now on a kind of psychic link crab remote. Okay. To, uh, your classic invite. crab detonator. Cra- classic crab detonator, and when it, when it pops off, it uh, will disturb sort of all communication and uh, magical electronics. Okay, I think, I think a key... I I don't know about getting into the archive, but I really think the uh, magical exhaust system, I think that's the key to destroying whatever it is that mm. we're wanting to destroy. Um, it just seems like it's, it's, it's a, you know, if we fuck that up, Whoa. that will Whoa, destroy, that, that'll destroy those, those, I mean, we have, we will have any pocket universes. Any number of ways to destroy these things. That's the but, that's the part of the plan that I don't think we need to plan for. Because I we, would like to know what we are working towards, though. I mean, like I would like to know where we are. What, I would say, in, but just brass tacks, getting down to the bottom of the level of the archives without getting caught, getting into the room, destroying the shit, and then I think there's like an emergency exit sort of lift that we should try and try and do. And you know, if we can do this whole thing and not get caught. Cool, but I also think that there's a reality in which we may just have to. Where is uh, where is Chef Mike currently? So Chef Mike is at his cafe cart in the atrium. It's kind of centrally placed there in the cafe area. Right then, you were asking about things in advance. I would like to say that I am wearing my janitor's uniform. It's literally just a janitor's uniform. Of course, it is. Yes. But it will, you know, that I think combined with the fact that I've got the uh, the pass, you've got the full access badge that I've you got lifted the full off access of Linen. pass yes. will help me to get places. But I also have a humongous trash can on wheels that I am pushing along with me. Now, where Which did one? you get that, Arco? Well, we had time, did we not? Yeah, I just want to hear. Is it I'm not, not safe to listen. I'm not challenging the fact that you have it. I want you to paint a word picture for me of Argo going to a, some sort of hardware store. Janitorial supply yeah. store. I would think that uh, in all of the, the messes we've made, all the destruction we've wreaked, and the fact that the three of us are not too tidy and neat, and we've had a horrible – we've left our dorm rooms 
in complete disarray, like the Rolling Stones, you know, left hotel rooms. I think that we've probably become very familiar with the janitorial staff at the school, and it would be absolutely no problem, especially since we are on a mission from God that they, I could convince them to let me borrow one of their gigantic trash cans because, as you know, it's time for us to start willowing away and clearing out some of the crap we got. So I need a gigantic, I would almost say nearly Fairbog-sized trash yeah, can. So right. you literally could fill up your week listening to the cavalcade of McElroy family soundcasts that are available. And if you feel like getting your role-playing on, be sure to check out The Adventure Zone. Thank you for letting me let my nerd flag fly high today. I'm going to give a shout out to the Demon Bane, which is the name of the Fellowship of Players I DM every week. That's what they call themselves. Remember that you can find links to shows and most of the people in them that we've mentioned here on Succotash Shut-In at the blog for this episode on our home site, SuccotashShow.com. Tyson Saner will be here next week with an array of soundcast clips for you in episode 240, and I'll see you the week after that. In the meantime, remember to socially distance, wear a mask, wash your hands, and if anyone asks if you've heard any good soundcast lately, please remember to pass the succotash. You've been listening to Succotash Shut In, the Soundcast Stimulus Package, with your host, Mark Hershon. Brought to you by Henderson's Pants and... Imagine your company's name right here. Find us on the web at SuckAttackShow.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher, on iHeartRadio, on YouTube, on SoundCloud, on the <laughs> laughable app, and tattooed on your mother's rear end. You can hear us streaming and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Suckatash Show. Email us at tyson at SuckatashShow.com. Or call into the Suckatash Skype line at our toll call number 818-921-7212. You can also upload clips from your favorite comedy soundcast directly to us using our direct upload link at Hightail.com slash you slash Suckatash. Production of Succotash is overseen by Joe Paulino through the auspices of Studio P. Sausalito, the home of the hit. Our hosts are Mark Hershon and Tyson Saner. Our musical director is Scott Carvey. Our booth assistant is still Kenny Durgis. And until next time, I'm your loyal booth announcer, Bill Haywatt, reminding you to please wash your hands and pass the Succotash. Goodbye. This has been a Succotash Patch production.